Something that God's been teaching me recently is, um, and I was sharing this with seminary Mike this morning, um, in our conversation about in the midst of anxiety, in the midst of fear, uh, turning our attention to the Lord and then keeping that attention upon him. But the way to do that is what the scriptures tell us, and this is something that I don't think was ever really explicated to me as a kid, is that we praise him when we face him. Right, so the, the, the scripture today says, whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will reap bountifully, which we take, and, and in modern speech, we'll say something like, um, you get out whatever you put into it. No, we say that. We've heard that phrase. Um, so if I'm in the midst of anxiety, if I continue to give my attention to anxiety, guess what I'm going to reap? Anxiety. Yeah, well, right on. Right, right on. We, we reap whatever we sow. But if I'm in the midst of anxiety and I choose to look at Jesus and I choose to praise him, now the question is, what does that look like? But I choose to praise him in the midst of difficulty, in this ground, if you would, of difficulty, then what do I get back is I get back whatever he gives to me. And what do we know that he gives? Peace, joy, love, patience, endurance, perseverance. But I have to then choose to praise him and, and, and the question we were pondering this morning was, is it still praise even if I don't feel it? What if I don't feel like praising him? What if I feel if I'm praising him and it doesn't feel like I'm like praising him, right? I'm just saying things. And then we, we went further and we said, what, is, what does it mean to praise God? Because it's not just saying, God, you're good, God, you're great, and I'm going to ignore whatever's happening in my life. That's not what prayer is, and nor is it what praise is. To sow in the midst of anxiety and to praise him in the midst of anxiety is to say, Jesus, in the past, you healed the lepers. God, in the past, when the, when the Israelites came upon the Red Sea, you made a way for them. When Gideon thought that he was too little to go into battle, you proved that he was a champion. When Elijah thought that he was, he was the only prophet and that he, you would abandon him, you, you, you brought fire from heaven to, to, to show the false prophets that you were the one true God. God, you've done all of these things and I praise you for that. So the more that I give praise to an actual event that has happened in, in, in my life or in the life of, of Christ or in the life of the history of Israel, the more I give praise to God for those things, the more that I start to step into the belief that God will do for me what he did for them. Amen? That, that, what, that I have to start stepping into it. And I don't just do it by ignoring my problem. That's not what it is. But it's that I'd rather take the attention, the sowing that I give to anxiety, and I turn it towards the Lord. And I start to speak to him what I know in my mind him to be. God, you're good. God, you're faithful. I don't feel that, but I have to look through Scripture. I know y'all have to open your Bibles. We have to open our Bibles and we have to look. Where was God good and faithful in times of anxiety? And so this is what he's been teaching me. is like, Sean, if you praise me, what does Jesus say? Seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be given unto you. If you praise me in the midst of a storm, in the midst of anxiety, I will bring all things in right order. 
And so then it's not me trying to figure out my situation, which is what I want to do, because that's, that's what I've been habituated to do. Look at my situation, try to figure it out myself, and then thank God later for helping me. No. I don't even focus. I don't even give attention to the problem. I'm not ignoring it. I know it's there, but I choose to turn to him. And when we look at the life of the martyrs, and specifically St. Lawrence, there's the great, great scene which may be small t tradition, which says when he was being burned, he was laid upon a, a grill, and as he was being burned, he yelled, flip me over, I'm done on this side, right? Like that's almost insane to us. But what does it tell us? Whether you believe like that's not, that's not truly possible. I do believe it's possible. I do believe that was probably part of his story because it tells us even if it's tradition, or lore, it tells us of the disposition of his heart. That is, in, even in the midst of suffering, his attention wasn't upon the suffering. His attention was upon the Lord. And that gives us freedom. It allows me to live in the midst of any sort of circumstance, a pandemic, no pandemic, mask, no mask. It allows me to live. And I'm not prohibited or inhibited by any of the circumstances of life because I know that he's faithful. I know that he's good. I knew that in my mind, but as I praised him and spoke it out with my lips, reality began to change and it began to set into my heart. So we ask him for that grace, that as we receive him, that grace of St. Lawrence, that grace to praise him in the midst of a storm would be set within us and would take root and it would be what we sow today would be reaped in, in a hundredfold harvest.